Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for our commissioning over the years and got together to start a podcast to help other commissioners out there. If you are new to the show, all our episodes are pretty evergreen, which means you can do what many people do and binge them. What we do here is go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us, go over some of our own ideas that have now become very popular, and answer just about every single email we get. You can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Ryan, I did that so well, I might just cut it and throw it at the beginning of every show. You nailed that. That was perfection. Dear Lord, <laughs> that is that is the way to do. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut that and just yeah reuse it and reuse it and reuse it because that was that's about the best that I'm ever gonna do at that you know opening yeah. stuff we t- <laughs> nailed it nailed it. Oh, it must be that SFBX spirit in my like all that positivity out there giving me some life for this show. Oh man, I can't wait till we release this and people. Th- think it's the sfbx show where we go over the roster constructions and stuff and uh the the (laughs) scoring or it will be maybe it's at the end of the show you'll have to stay tuned to listen and find out maybe it's maybe it's an easter egg right in the middle you never know yeah yeah so i guess you just gotta have you gotta listen to the entire show to find out um ryan i have no twitter questions today because I can't follow my Twitter or my DMs or my emails. Yeah, the timeline has been a little a little crazy lately. Uh, mine has, which means yours is tenfold or twentyfold that that craziness level. I'm sure uh, it's beautiful. I just feel bad that like I'm getting like ten percent of what's being shot my way. So. Yeah, Scott is definitely not ignoring you if you're asking him a question. If you are. Um, making your case for why you should get a spot. If you're think thanking him for an invitation, he's not ignoring you. It. It's it's pretty overwhelming this time of year. We've got uh, we've got about a month, right? A little, yeah, a little over, 30, little over a month. Yeah, thirty some days. I just redid the SFBX site a little bit um, the other day, and what does it say? Thirty two days, twenty hours until the drafts kick off. So that's oof, that's that's scary close, Ryan. I don't like that. <laughs> I love it. I'm ready for it. I, I I realize that 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 part of the show isn't very evergreen. It's it's already outdated. We're, 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 oh, by the time you listen to this, that's that's not the amount of days left. Uh, let's go to some emails, Ryan. Let's answer some questions for some people. Let's do it. I'll start off. Yay. First question comes from Terry from Walnut Creek, California. That sounds like an awesome place to live. Uh, Terry says, I run a contract league. Each year we have restricted free agency bidding period. Guys whose contracts have expired are up for bid using blind bid money. Owners can't bid on their own players, but can match them after the bidding window is closed. All sounds pretty standard so far. Yep. For players who don't get matched, owners get 25% of the bid. Example, Eckler goes for 80. His owner declines to match. So he gets 20. It's not a perfect system. I'm looking for improvements. Have you heard of other systems for lost players? Uh, Yeah, so I run the Kitchen Sink Leagues, which are also contract leagues. So we have a restricted free agency period as well. Um, And 
in those leagues, we're actually kind of in a bit of a transition period. Uh, in the past, if you declined to match a player, uh, the the blind bidding money that was spent to get that player from the other owner is just gone. It's it's basically gone to the bank, or it's however you want to think about that. So the the owner in this case giving up Eckler wouldn't get any blind bidding money, but would get rookie money as compensation. Um, so what what I actually found is that it had it had become too easy to retain your own free agents. Uh, and, and in these leagues, Scott, I know you do this as well. We just want to force, we want to force tough decisions, um, force difficult decisions. So starting, we're actually starting this next year that if you, uh, if you, again, going back to Terry's example with Austin Eckler, if you put Austin Eckler out and you match him for the, the $80 bid, then not only are you giving up the $80 in blind bidding money, but you're also paying a, you're paying a rookie dollar tax. So Scott, hmm. if, if you're bidding on my Austin Eckler, I decide to keep him at $80. I give up $80 of blind bidding money. We call it AP money in, in our leagues. And, but I also, because you, took the chance to bid on him. You bid on him instead of other players that you might've chosen. Uh, and, and maybe you missed out on those guys because the auction window has closed. Sure. So you're getting, uh, you're getting a, a rookie dollar tax from me. So now it cost it cost Ooh. me right. Either way, the transaction's <laughs> going, you're going to yeah. lose blind bidding money and you're losing some rookie money. I like that. That's I, I like that a bunch. That's, that's, Ooh, man. <laughs> I really like that. That's, that's some smarts right there. Um, Terry from Walnut Creek, California. Yeah, I really do like that. I uh, hope that helps as a, as a potential other option there. Um, if they do rookie drafts instead of rookie auctions, that might be a little more difficult. <laughs> that doesn't sound possible if they do that, but they probably don't like I've seen, I've seen salary cap leagues where they assign rookie picks and auction or like a sal- a cap value, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure that would work in that situation, but I'm going to guess his, his is a, a little more normal. Um, oh, it's my turn. <laughs> it I'm not used to you going first, Ryan. <laughs> I do things off today. Uh, this is Jeff from Falls Church, Virginia just outside Washington, D.C. Thanks for all the great work with the pod. Fun to listen to different league ideas. I have some questions, rants about fantasy playoffs. Sorry for the long email. Well, I'm going to try to read it quickly then if it's if it's <laughs> long. He's warning us. Yeah, we don't, we don't mind long emails on here. Why isn't regular season performance given more weight in the vast majority of leagues? Um, that's that's always been a good question, Ryan. There's There, there are leagues that, you know, give – parts of pots for that stuff. Um, I know that like at SFB, I add in um, your regular season scoring average to your, your playoff score and those combined help you advance. So I, I do like to throw in some regular season performance to, uh, to weight, not just the playoffs, but also uh, I give out um, regular season prizes in I think every yeah every single one of my leagues I give out prizes for regular season so, um, 
But you're right. It's not the norm. There are so many leagues where teams seem to not care about regular season performance. I, I don't usually find that to be true, but I, I do know that that mentality out, is out there. Just make the playoffs and then it's anyone's game. I, I know that exists, right, Ryan? Yes. Yeah. 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 Just make the, you know, just get in the dance mentality. Yeah. And uh, so he goes on to, to talk about that mentality. And then he talks about owners who have a bad first week of the playoffs, even though they had a great regular season and they're bounced, um, which happens in the NFL too, or, you know, in, in other sports. Um, but it's, 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 it's not, it's not super common, but it's more common in fantasy. I'll give you that. Um, he's been in leagues where there's been a manual home field advantage of five points. Didn't seem to achieve the intended goal. Um, I've been in ones with uh, a three point home field advantage and a five point home field advantage. And I feel like he's right. I feel like I never really felt like that. That did a whole lot. Um, maybe it does. Maybe, you know, I'm sure it, I'm sure it swings some games, but uh, um, you know, I, I think he's probably right. Probably doesn't swing as many games as it should. Um, I believe you talked in a recent pod where leagues are trying to make fantasy leagues like the NFL when fantasy is inherently different, but obviously in the U S most sports leagues have playoffs. So we're kind of used to it. Uh, I guess my question, uh, you all run, le- have you all run leagues without pro- playoffs? Uh, I've been running leagues for 20 years. I've been running them without playoffs. We also use this as an excuse to have balanced schedules where every team plays the other teams twice. What would that be an eight team league, nine team league? Like if you're playing every team twice, that'd be a nine team league where you're playing eight teams twice. Right. Yeah, I guess so. So Maybe he runs a 10 team league and he's somehow that wouldn't work. You couldn't do it with any more than nine teams unless you use double headers. Yeah. I think he's he's using double headers. He mentioned, but if you use double headers, you could do that. You know, (laughs) you can do that with a playoff season. So, um, Side note, thanks to NFL supporting custom schedules. Yeah. Uh, so, Oh, yeah, so he does say he uses doubleheaders. Uh, we also have small weekly payouts for top three scores as to keep teams motivated. Uh, 65% of the league pot is paid out in a season. Blah, blah, blah. I could go on forever discussing this. Have we tried it? Um, I have I have definitely done leagues without playoffs. Um, they're, they're not my favorite. And generally the best, best ball leagues I've done are without playoffs. Um, right. I, in leagues where I set lineups, I prefer playoffs. Uh, I just do. I, I think, I think there's a little, I don't know. There's more drama and stress and like, just like, Oh, when, when you got that, even people know that not all my leagues are head to head. They you're playing against two other guys in some of them, but you know, the fact that you can be eliminated right there, I think, when I, the leagues I've done that don't have playoffs and especially the best ball leagues, if you're in like fourth or fifth and you're a hundred points back, you're like, okay, my season's over and you stop caring, you know? So, yeah, I guess it, it kind of comes down to what, what your goal for the league is. And um, of course, a lot of times looking at actual sports leagues, not just the NFL, but, but really any league, the best team does not always win the title. You know, in yeah. fact, if you're looking at, at a, a large field, like, like the NCAA tournament, very rarely does the favorite win that tournament and, and, and become the champion. And that's, that's just part of sports. Uh, so I, I think, um, I think Jeff's kind of issues here are that 
maybe the playoffs are a little fluky or that uh, one team can get hot or, or something like that, which, which I totally understand. Uh, I, I just think it's part of the game. So I, I don't really have an issue with it, but as always, it, if, if Jeff has a, has a problem with that and would rather go with uh, a no playoff format, which he's done. Absolutely. Go for it. N- nothing wrong with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem with that at all. I like that he's been doing it for 20 years, he says. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, there are lots of people that do it, too. I mean, it's it's not – it's not it's, – it's, it's obviously niche. It's like not a lot of people do it, but it's out there. Like people do do it. So um, I would encourage those that do like the playoffs um, to do what, you know, I've done with some of my leagues is, you know, have week one of the playoffs where the – team the the teams get their season average or uh jeff i believe it was mentioned home field advantage maybe you give them a stronger home field advantage or just uh some more regular season pot or you know money more money going to the regular season stuff whether it be weekly winners or the weeks one through 13 points champion or best record in the regular season stuff like that gives gives some value to that and you still get the playoffs so either way yeah do what you enjoy Ryan, it's on you now. The big bold turn? part is what the uh, what the subject line of this email was because I didn't know if it, he would if we needed it. Gotcha. Okay, so um, yeah, this is Kevin from Orlando. <clears throat> um, oh wow, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where to start with this. Let's see. Okay, so he says the subject was late trade pick issue due to rollover before the draft. All right. Uh, and figure it, out what that means now. He's, he starts by saying the situation was revol- resolved, uh, and he wants to commend his league for how they handled this. So I, I like to see how uh, problems are fixed because I, I feel like I feel like I mess up all the time uh, <laughs> uh, in in running leagues, and sometimes you have to clean up your messes. So let's let's see what happened here. Um, a day before our rookie draft, it was discovered that a team was missing a pick. My guess is I messed up on the rollover after the original team got the pick after it had been traded. Uh, the pick in question was used in a trade, so easy choices to revert that trade. But the owner, uh, one of the owners involved made another bigger trade to acquire Michael Thomas in part because of the first trade. So okay, so we're uh, two trades past. Yeah, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to go back. Yeah, uh, he said he created a separate channel in Slack just for the teams involved and worked it out. All trades were rolled back and everything is good. Uh, and he just reminds us, which I need to hear. Uh, <laughs> I need to hear this as well. Always double and triple check things after rollover just to be sure. As a commission, I should have called it and fixed it during the rollover, but my league mates made it easy enough to get through. So, so this falls under a story and, and a note for commissioners to triple check. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had, uh, I had an issue, a kind of a similar issue, I guess, during a recent dispersal draft where, um, a couple of picks were, were left out of the dispersal pool and the draft had completed and we just kind of had to make the most of it. And like Kevin's situation, uh, the, the people involved in my league were very understanding, uh, which is a good thing because like I said, I seem to, to make goofy mistakes all the time. Um, but the, I mean, that's what you want. This, uh, this is still a game. It's still 
for fun. And uh, as, as long as you don't have that bad commish trying to cheat the league or uh, turn things into their own advantage, then uh, yeah, just, just be flexible and, and be willing to work through things with your commish. Yeah. I think what he did is, is basically the only way you can <laughs> fix like it's, you know, it's really tough to fix it other other than doing that. I mean, it would have to be something that all the teams would be agreeable to. That's <laughs> that's a really tough situation in general if the teams aren't happy with it and like don't don't get together to fix it. Um, all right, hey guys, this is Mike from Toronto, Canada. Not sure if you've seen a feature like this before. Uh, he's been doing it since 2014. Didn't like straight heads up. Uh, but didn't like. Also, didn't love victory points because it was not intuitive metric uh, to interpret. So he created a system called bonus games, whereby in a sixteen-team league with twelve-game regular season, we would split the regular season into quarters of three games and tally all play records for the quarter. The top seven would get a bonus win, and the middle two a bonus tie, and the bottom seven a bonus loss. In addition to the three head-to-head games that quarter. This way, we balance out some of the luck of head-to-head, but still have uh, wins, losses, uh, records for every team. Last year, we had the best team in the league uh, by points go five and seven in a head-to-head games, but he secured all four bonus wins to end up nine and seven. Anyway, thought your listeners might want to try this as a nice comp- compromise between head-to-head and victory points. It sounds pretty commission intensive, um, but not that not that terrible. I mean. You can look at the all play for four different three week spans. Um, I know my 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 buddy Matt Harrison when I was working with him at uh, um, working with him he he always wanted to do a league that was split into quarters like that. Um, I don't think he ever did. Uh, it's I I, I like that th- this isn't split into quarters. It's a normal league. It's just an extra bonus every three weeks. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, again, kind of like the the last suggestion um, or one of the earlier emails. I think that was from uh, from Jeff. I, I like the creativity from from the commissioners just to kind yeah. of find what works for them, what works for their league, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I like victory points, so I don't really. Uh, I don't guess I feel the need to. Uh, go to this link. But again, if you have any concerns with the schedule, with kind of the normal traditional format of fantasy football, absolutely mix it up. And, and that's what, uh, that's what Mike has done here. Yeah. I, I, I like the creativity of it and it, it's definitely the kind of thing that would, uh, you know, it, it would help balance it a little better. If you like just balance some of that bad luck win losses, um, a little, a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, I like it. I like it. It's an interesting idea. If you're a commissioner out there and that this sounds cool to you, all you really have to do is, you know, especially on M- MFL, you can do the all play. You can go and take, take a look at the all play every three weeks, probably keep an Excel doc. So you can, uh, those last three might be a, a little bit of calculations, but it's, it's not that difficult. Um, interesting idea there. Uh, P.S. Let me know if you ever want other unique features of our league. Um, sure, send them in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we we like reading that stuff. 
Let's see. Next question is from Travis from Spokane, Washington. He says, absolutely love the podcast. Uh, thanks, Travis. I was hoping you all could talk about the main differences between salary cap and bankroll, maybe the pros and cons of each as well. I was hoping you could also, different. yeah, I was hoping you could also get into the strategy differences too. Uh, I thought of an idea you guys might like. Uh, actually, this is kind of a different part of the question. So let's talk salary cap and bankroll first. Um, okay. So yeah, these are really two totally separate things. Um, I've been bank- told you can do salary cap as a bankroll league, but it's really difficult, <laughs> like, but I don't know that that's true. Yeah. I've actually never played in a bankroll league. So uh, Scott, you kind of, yeah, uh, created bankroll leagues. So well, I'll let you explain exactly what those are because we the, we throw the, those terms out and uh, the, the way I would more describe it is like the salary cap league is more like the NFL and a bankroll league is more like a major league baseball maybe <laughs> where where you can save a ton of money and just spend 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 one off season. Whereas a salary cap league, you have an actual cap you have to adhere to every year. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the idea behind a bankroll league is that you've got a pot of money to spend to fill your roster and um, in, in the auction format. So we're talking whether you have rookie or Devi or free agency or mm-hmm. uh, the startup or whatever, you've got that pot of money. Um, and, and also, in addition, you don't have to spend it in the, the in 2020. Right, you can and just, it carries over. You can yeah. hold on to it and spend it all next year. You you can spend it when you want to in whatever auction you want to. So. Right, so that just gives you a lot of flexibility. That's, um, I mean, I could, I guess we could say bankroll leagues and leagues like pigs are almost kind of a um, kind of a spinoff of leagues like kitchen sink because yep. we have all of that, but it's. You don't have the flexibility. We have rookie money. We have Devi money. We have waiver money. Um, and and those are all different pools of money. And what, what Scott did is kind of threw some, I don't know, some craziness in there and said, just just figure out how you want to spend that money. It, it's your money. You don't have to spend it on Devi's or rookies or whatever. So that's all bankroll. And bankroll is is – a new, a fairly new concept. Basically, is uh, how old are the pigs leagues now, Scott? Four or five, five years old. Five years, I think. Yeah. Five. Yeah. So that's that's basically how old uh, bankroll leagues are. Salary cap leagues uh, have have been around for a long time, um, and and really they just they they are what they are. You're you're managing your roster under the limit of a salary cap a lot of a lot of times a salary cap will also be a contract league but not always um so really those are two separate totally separate things yeah i guess you could do a bankroll salary cap league but it would be a challenge both both of those league formats have their own challenges um that i would i would say they're both more difficult than your typical auction league or your typical contract league. Um, would, would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Um, pros and cons of each. I don't know. Cons, uh, cons of a salary cap league. Uh, I mean, some people don't like that they lose players. Yeah. I was right? going to say that 
the, the pros of the salary cap and the cons are very similar. The the pros are <laughs> the the teams the stud players change hands more and and uh and you don't you can't there's more parity probably you can't hold on to players <laughs> and that's also a con i suppose if you if you discover Kenny Galladay before anyone else you're only going to be able to hold on to him for so long so it's both a pro and a con really yeah i've heard some people say that they don't even really consider salary cap leagues they don't even really consider them dynasty leagues because players are changing really? hands so much. I, I don't know if I'm, I would go that far, but I at least see the, um, the argument. Yeah. I see the reasoning behind that. As long uh, as you don't cut a couple players before the, <laughs> I'm, yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Since I, that came up more this off season than any other off season. It, it really like. did. Yeah. Tra- Travis also says, I thought of an idea you guys might like, uh, might like you hold an auction draft, but instead of nominating players, you bid on draft picks then hold the draft after the auction is over. Sure. I, feel, I feel like this could go well for dynasty startups or redraft leagues. Uh, do you think it would work? What problems could you see arising? Uh, yeah, I think it could work. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the only, I don't know that I've ever seen it done like as exclusive, like I've seen draft picks auctioned off in startups. All I've seen that, but if he's talking about each year, like each rookie draft year, you do an auction for the picks and then you dr- do the draft every year. I've never seen that, but I've, I've seen draft picks auctioned in, in startup auctions. Right. I, I guess the, the only problem with it and not really a problem, but like the economy kind of sets itself. Yeah. Um, somebody's going to end up paying more for the, 2.08 then somebody else paid for the 112 or you know that those things are going to happen um if you're doing that with a salary cap league that that could be kind of messy honestly yeah and and honestly even though i'm a huge proponent of auctions for rookie auctions i will admit that it's there's a little bit of less fair to it than a draft it, like everybody has their own chance at every player which is great but the the top team in the league can use every penny on the stud on a stud and and make some small trades to get more money and and just really really grab one of the big studs and they're already one of the top teams so i think you could see some of that in this as well yeah yeah it's you know it's just another way to play <laughs> yep um thank you travis from Spokane, Washington. I believe I got that right. It's Spokane, right? It's not Spokane. It's yeah, Spokane. Sp- Spokane. Yeah. Uh, it's like Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the League of Contracts. It exists. We are entering you two and relegation. This is from Brent from Columbia, Missouri. Uh, has been split. Bottom eight of 16 teams were relegated. Relegated teams have reduced entry fee of $75 instead of 100 but also a portion of the entry fee goes to the Premier Division prize pool. So I don't remember what the League of Contracts was. What he's describing is a very normal relegation league where the upper division has a larger um, a larger prize pool. Mm-hmm. Um, people get regu- go up and go down. Um, that, I mean, all of that's just a normal relegation league, but the league of contracts, 
a reminder for me, Ryan, is that the one where someone emailed in and said that they do their, their pricing on players based on how many, based on the NFL players contract? Oh, that might be it. Yeah. So Um, I think what he's saying is he runs one of those and it's also a relegation league. He's just updating us. Yeah, that would, (laughs) man, that would be a real challenge. I already thought that league was a challenge uh, when, when players are signing new contracts or, yeah. uh, I mean, those, those things change almost without notice sometimes. Um, And then adding on top that it would be a relegation league is, yeah. That's the only league of contracts I can think of. That's the only one I remember as well. Yeah. So uh, kudos, kudos to you guys doing that. It sounds like it's a 16 teamer two eight team divisions. Um, so it's, that's some interesting, that's some work. That's some work. So good on you guys for, uh, for putting that together. sounds like it's in year two. Uh, do we want to call it a day, Ryan? I think we, we've had some challenging league ideas and, and league formats in this one. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. My brain hurts. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's call it a day. All right then. Uh, as I scroll back to the top to see, we're at twenty nine minutes. Sure, let's call it a day. So that's, I guess, another episode of Commission Possible. Make sure to give us a five star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on, and tell your friends, league mates, commissioners, everyone. Tell everyone. Tell your mom and your wife and your or your husband or your uh, kids. It's your two year old. <laughs> get it, put like put it on his you know, tablet or whatever. Do two-year-olds have tablets? Mine doesn't, but I feel like I've seen that out there. I'm sure they do, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, yeah, tell everyone. Follow me on Twitter, ScottFish24. Uh, Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.